You are listening to episode 16 of the Simple Farmhouse Life podcast. As I talk about in my intro, every once in a while there will be some entrepreneur stuff on here because it's a big part of my life. Luke and I support our family with the blog full-time and that is our story. My name is Lisa, mom of six and creator of the blog and YouTube channel Farmhouse on Boone. Join me as I share with you my love for creating a handmade home from scratch cooking and a little mom and entrepreneur life along the way. If you've been following me a while, you probably know about my Create Your Blog Dream and Video for Bloggers courses. They are designed to walk people who have no technical experience through all the steps it takes to start a blog, everything that I learned over two and a half years from taking it to just an idea to a full-time business. The course has been going for about a year and a half. And every once in a while, someone stands out that is in the course and in the private Facebook group as someone who really is just putting out amazing content and doing a wonderful job. So today, I am bringing on Marissa from Bumblebee Apothecary. So she and I are gonna talk a little bit about blogging, about her blog, and just what goes into the blogging business, what surprised her about it, and the key to her success because she already is so successful with her blog. And there are a few things that everyone who wants to have a business at home can really learn from. Now, after the interview, Marissa told me there was a few things to correct. One is at one point she said that when she was starting her blog, she only did one post and video per week. She actually told me that she did two blog posts but only one video, just to clarify that because she wanted to point that out because consistency has been such a huge part of her growth and putting out those two blog posts every week really helped and she wanted to make sure if any of you are thinking about starting a blog or are currently blogging and not seeing much success that that is the strategy that she took. So without further ado, let's jump into the interview. I am here with Marissa from Bumblebee Apothecary. I decided to reach out to her because she has built a blog over the last year, year and a half. Yeah, right about a year and I guess at this point it's a year and a few months or so. Okay. Yeah, and she's seen some really great success from her blog, and I think I know why, and so I kinda wanna get into that and talk about it just because I have a lot of people who want to start blogs. I have a lot of students in my blog course as well, and there's a few things that really end up leading to growth, and I'd like to bring on a few people that I feel like have done that. So first of all, tell me about your blog and where all we can find you. Yes, so it's at bumblebeeapothecary.com, and um, I'm, you know, at my blog, and then I have a YouTube channel that's YouTube, um, Bumblebee Apothecary, and then Instagram, Facebook, all the yes, usual all places. the main places. Yeah. My I blog about nourishing recipes, natural remedies, and DIY skincare and home products, kind of from like a Weston A. Price nourishing traditions type of perspective. Yes, and you still have your Etsy shop, correct? I do, yes. So you sell a lot of your, and that's where you started. That's been, you've had that for a few years now. Yeah, I started that when I was pregnant with my first daughter and she's five. So yeah, I've had it over five years and that's kind of where my online presence sort of began. So that's kind of where I saw the potential of online and just kind of got started with that. I started the same way with a, an online shop and on Etsy. And after a while creating content, I found that 
you know, there was a little, it was an easier way to make money at least yeah. once you get the ball rolling and grow an audience versus selling physical products. But that's an amazing way to start. And it's a good way to get income coming in right away, yes, which is so something I recommend to people. Yeah. Why did you start your blog? I was really inspired by people. It kind of actually started with YouTube really, because I started my YouTube channel about six months before I started the blog. And it just seemed like such a great way to combine something that I'm passionate about with a way to make money too. So it just seems right. like, yeah, such a perfect combination of something that you care about and that you want to, information that you want to get out there that you enjoy and you want other people to be able to benefit from and then also be able to make money. It's just like, it's amazing combination. Right. So that kind of leads me to the next question, which for me, my answer to why I started a blog, people ask me the same question is yeah. pretty much the same as yours. It, it was driven by passion of what I like to do, but then also definitely the business side of it was intriguing to me. Yeah. And so did you think of yours as a business from the start? Were you, some people start their blogs and they start as personal journals mm -hmm. and then it just kind of happens that it turns into an income. Right. But I didn't know if you started yours with the intention of that. I did, yeah. And then, yeah, kind of going back to the YouTube thing, since that's where I sort of saw the, the beginning of it all is just that I thought it was so neat how you can have something like this where you are making money and that does combine with what you're super interested in. And so, yeah, I did start with it with that in mind, just um, hoping to build it in that way. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. I was, I'm the same way. And I feel like usually when people ask me that, they really just want to hear, you know, I was so passionate about sewing and obviously right. creating and sewing, I am. Yeah. But the business aspect was always part of it. Mm -hmm. I think people also don't know how much goes into blogging. Yes. And so to, to put that much effort into something without any hope of it becoming a business doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, especially when you're at home with a bunch of small kids, exactly. you know? Yeah. And then there are costs, even if you were just going to do it just because you had information that you wanted to put out there, there are costs associated with it. Like the hosting and the different plugins that you use for different things and just different stuff right. that you have to buy. So it kind of almost needs to be able to pay for itself in that way too. Yes. And then also for you, you create a lot of DIY recipes. I'm sure you use them for your family, but yeah, you probably make more of them than you would even need in or like to show on your blog. Right. And that's true too. Yeah. So yeah, it needs to be. I know Laura runs into that as well. Yeah. Cause she does a lot like that. Like mine are a lot of food. And so obviously we're just going to eat yeah. it, but with making so many DIY projects with, you know, beeswax mm -hmm. and shea butter and essential oils, you probably end up with a little bit of right. excess. Yes. Yeah. So it kind of needs to sustain itself from that perspective too. Did you find when you started a blog, did you know going into it how much like what all it required. I don't know. I feel like whenever I share on Instagram, it almost like as a, from a viewer standpoint before I did it, I never really thought about the logistics of how that, that video happened. I just, it just looked almost like a camera crew followed them around and you never really think about it. Was there more behind the scenes than you expected? Yes, I think so for sure. There was a lot to learn really just with what equipment that you needed and all the different parts of the blog too. One of the things, what that I, it seems funny now that I had no idea was even a part of um, having a successful blog was Pinterest. I didn't know that that had anything to do with it at yeah. all beforehand. And so that was 
one of the things that I learned and yeah, I had no idea before, but so, and then the other things, like you were saying, the setup with equipment and different stuff, you just, you don't realize it until you're actually doing it. Yeah, and how much goes into each post. It, it yes. is definitely more than people expect and the learning curve of blogging is pretty steep, but once you get past it, it's it becomes second nature, but it takes probably six months to a year of some right. difficult learning. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I my think husband jokes that I went through blogging university. He's like, she put herself through blogging university. <laughs> right. Lots of uh, YouTube tutorials. Yeah. What's been the biggest challenge that you faced in starting your blog and your business? I really think the part about doing it with kids and babies at home has been. Oh yes. This hardest. is a good topic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, everything else. I mean, it's not hard you just you have to be consistent and disciplined somewhat and yeah but fitting it around them is i think probably the hardest because anybody who has young kids and babies knows that your time isn't really isn't really your is that own. your baby right yes. there <laughs> yes i'm wearing him right that now. is perfect <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah i mean your time isn't really your own anymore you have to get really creative, work with nap times and bedtime, and but it's definitely doable. I mean, if you if you want something badly enough, you there it's always possible. Yeah, there's always time for what you want time for. I yes. find the same. So how do you squeeze it all in? With you have three kids. Yes, right? I do. Yeah, five, two and a half, and five months. That's a question I get a lot. People wonder. How do you start this without completely ruining your family's lives? I get that question quite a bit. Right. Um, I think a big part of it is your whole family. So for us, um, me and my husband, you have to be on board together with yes. this. And um, he is totally supportive and he's so sweet. He comes home, like if the house is torn apart from them playing while I'm working, he helps put it back together and he's like, you go do what you need to do with your blog. I'll clean up the kitchen. And so I think that's a big part of it, just if everybody's on board. And then you have to have realistic expectations too. Like if this is gonna be your one thing that you're focusing on, you you have to let some other things go. You kind of have to, I mean, I like to think of it as like, I have two priorities, my family and the blog. And so, Everything else, if it fits in, great. If not, then it's not essential, so. What does your daily schedule look like with fitting in blogging? I have in my head a nice, neat theory of how it's supposed to work. Ah, <laughs> which, I love that. <laughs> which is some different time blocks. I usually, like the beginning of my week, I try to get the bulk of my work done and then less as the week goes on. So I have like a morning time block, an afternoon one, and then an evening one around two hours each for like four days a week. And then um, the rest of the week I'll do uh, like one or two time blocks depending on what I have to get done. Based probably loosely off your baby's naps, like yes. morning, afternoon, and then after bedtime. Right, yes, exactly. Yeah, like 10 to noon and then like two to four-ish and, and then yeah, some time after they go to bed at night too. You sound exactly like my sister, Laura. Uh, she's started her blog in the last about the exact same as you, a little over a year. And she does the same. There's usually a couple morning hours, a couple afternoon, and then 
I think she does the bulk of hers late at night. Okay, yeah. And then now her husband, like you said, he's very supportive. So he's started working on it in the early morning himself, working on a few things like search engine optimization and some things that are more technical. Okay, yeah. But it's fitting it in during those creative times. And like you said, it, it never looks so linear. Like it's no. never, you have your little idea of how it works mm -hmm. and then you have the reality. Right. But there are four or five hours that you could squeeze out, even if it's just all late at night after bedtime. Yes. And I like the idea too of focusing making sure to still focus on your family during those times that aren't work hours. Yes. Do you find that to be a priority? Yes, I agree. And that is that can be really hard, especially when I have something I'm really excited about that I just want to work on. It's so tempting to just be like, oh, I'll just let them play for a while. And But yeah, you can't do that. You have to keep the balance between both priorities, give them full on attention when it's not blog time, and then when it's blog time, just focus on that. Just switching back and forth. I love that. And your personality sounds similar to mine. You get excited about it. And so sometimes it's actually harder to not work yes. than to work. Yes, that's so true. <laughs> yeah. But it's important to set those boundaries. It I is. think a lot of moms who want to start businesses at home, whether it be blogging or an Etsy shop or direct marketing, there's so many things that moms can start these days. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of them, just based on DMs I've gotten, are really worried about how it's going to affect their family and they don't see how they could pivot it in. But I I did my blog like you did where it was nap times late at night and times where my family didn't necessarily need me. Right. And they, those times actually exist if you want it bad enough. It does. Yes, it's true. And it's not bad for the family. Like you don't have to feel guilty about it. They're, they're either asleep or kids need some time just to play on their own too. So it, it does fit really nicely. Yeah, I think that is very, very good point. The, these days, I don't really know, I think over you know history, pe parents were less involved in their kids' lives and that's not necessarily a good thing at all. Right. But I do think we've completely lost that you know kids can mm -hmm. play on their own and you don't have to entertain them at every yes. moment of the day. Yeah. And you can do your own thing. Right, yes. I've thought about that a lot too, just how people have done it over years. And there's, like you said, pros and cons to, you, you can't be too extreme either way. But yeah, it's good for them to learn how to entertain themselves a little bit. Yeah, and I like, I don't know, I, I, I've, I'm proud of something I've built at home with my kids. And I like that they see that that opportunity is there. Anything they want to try and do and dream up and build, yes. they can do it. Yeah. And your kids don't, Kids aren't this over, I mean, kids are definitely a huge life altering thing, mm -hmm. but at the same time, you can still have your own dreams and desires and do them even with kids at home. I'm yes. totally a believer in yes. that. Kids don't 100% stop all of that. I agree. Yes. And then, yeah, like you were saying with your kids, seeing what you're doing too, that reminds me, my oldest daughter, she was telling me something about what she wanted to do when she grows up and she was like, I'm going to be a mom and I'm going to have a blog. And I just thought that was really right. cute that she sees that as a positive thing and she wants to do it too. So, Yeah. And so she obviously doesn't feel um, neglected by your no. time spent on the blog because she wants to do the same when she's an adult. Right. Yeah. And my sister, her daughter is constantly setting up her camera and saying, hi, I'm Caroline from Our Willie House. And today, That's so cute. 
<laughs> yeah, they're little sponges. My kids constantly will be, I'll be cooking something and they'll be like, oh, what are you put, putting on the blog? I'm like, this is just dinner. <laughs> the camera is not out. Right. We are just making dinner right now. Yeah, we have some of that too. It's like, oh, can I eat this or do you have to take a picture of it? They have to ask. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, what a unique thing these days that you can be home with your family and build a business at the same time. Yes, I love it. I know. I was thinking of that too. It's like I have done some other things that I've done to kind of like add to our income while staying at home with kids, like teaching violin lessons, and I did um, violin repairs for a while too. And it's really amazing how the blog and YouTube stuff it fits so much better with a family than those things do. It's just I don't know. It's like I'm more in control of it all and I can make it fit around them and their needs so much better versus working for someone else. Well, I even, I don't have the background of doing like you did, like repairing um, musical instruments, but I did have an Etsy shop where I sewed dresses. Yeah. And the physical work that goes into that and you're doing something that has nothing to do with caring for your family. Yes. So when I'm making food for my blog, yeah. guess what? Dinner's made. Yeah. Or you're making a body butter you probably needed that for your babies. Right, right. And yeah, and I still do have my Etsy shop, and so that's becoming more and more clear to me, too. It's just like, this isn't really serving my ultimate goal as much as the other, like the blog and YouTube are better, because, yeah, I was, as you were saying that, I was thinking I was doing some cleaning recipes, and I was like, have on my list, okay, I want to get some B-roll of me actually using these. That means the bathroom's going to get clean and stuff like that. So. Right, you're gonna actually end up with a clean bathroom, right. which is all part of your, you know, yeah. responsibilities as a homemaker. Right, and I like to, like you said, with it, it going towards your ultimate goal. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but my ultimate goal is more and more passive, less of me working on something. Yes, and I, whenever I was selling on Etsy, I found that I would sew the dress, I'd ship it out, and then that was the end of that 30, 40 bucks that I made. Mm -hmm. Whereas now, every time I create a video, a blog post. I'm putting something out into the world that's going to be seen yes. for years yeah. and I'm making income on it. It's like a little income generator that I'm you know, letting out into the world and now I forever will be benefiting from that right. work that I've done. Yes, it's just so much more worth your time and then like you're empowering the other people with these skills and knowledge and stuff so that they can do it for themselves. and. I feel like that's valuable too. Yeah, it is. And it's, yeah, it's basically duplicating your efforts. Mm -hmm. You know, now you have other people making things yeah. and I'm sure you get a lot of thankful readers who send you messages yes. and that feels good. Yeah, it does. <laughs> so when did you start video? I pretty much already asked you that question. You started it before you did your Yeah, blog. I kind of you started with <laughs> added video. that in, but yeah, I did. I started it about six months before I actually started the blog. Yeah, I had come across some different videos on their channels that I kind of thought, hey, that's neat. People can do this for their living and that looks like a really fun way to like make a living and just fun to create content in that way. And then I randomly came across your channel. I think it was like a suggested video from another one. And I was like, whoa, she's, she's just like me. She cooks the same way and like she has her family there. And this is amazing. I could, I could see myself doing this. And then that's when I started the YouTube channel and I really did not know what I was doing at all. I didn't have any ideas about like looking up what keywords people were actually searching for. I just kind of did videos on what I wanted to and what I thought maybe people were interested in. And But I'm really glad that I went ahead and started and I didn't let that hold me back like analyzing it way too much in the beginning because you just learn kind of as you go too. 
Yes, so true. I think that is really good piece of advice because I tell people that I still to this day, every time I make a video, I have this little internal dialogue where I'm like, who would even want to watch this? What is the point of this? Like yes. that self-doubt thing. And I'm always just like, you know what? No, I make videos and somehow people enjoy them. I'm going to stop overanalyzing this yes. and perfectionism is not in my vocabulary with this ever. Okay. Because as you know, when you're creating content, something always goes wrong mm -hmm. and there's always some little imperfection in every video yes. and you just have to be like, this is okay. Yes, you do. And I am different in that way that I am a perfectionist. So that was one thing that I had to really get over. It's like, I wanted everything to be perfect the first time and consistent. Like I want to be able to look back and have everything exactly the same. And that's just not realistic. And I saw this saying online, somebody said, done is better than perfect. So I was like, okay, I'm going to live yes. by that. And that's so true. That's when you make your progress and things really start to happen when you just don't get paralyzed by it not being perfect because it doesn't have to be. So, so true. And there will be misses. Like I have some videos that just, you know, after having them up for a while, they didn't really get the views. Yeah. I spent a lot of time on them, but you just charge forward and you just keep yes. making more yep. and you'll hit and you'll miss. Mm -hmm. That's right. And you kind of figure out what people are wanting sort of in that way too. And it's kind of surprising and unexpected. Sometimes I have some videos that did really well and some other ones that I thought people wouldn't be interested in or people would like, and then they didn't end up really getting many views at all. So you just, yeah, you kind of have to put stuff out there when you're starting and it helps you narrow down your niche too, because I didn't really know exactly the direction that I wanted to go when I first started. And that has helped me narrow that down. Like what exactly do I want to make content about and who exactly am I making content for? And it helps you really narrow that down to be more specific too once you get a little bit out there and see how people are receiving it. Yeah, so you didn't sit down and perfectly craft exactly what you're gonna do for the next 10 years, you just started. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's really important. I feel like that is the biggest thing that stops people is it just, you overthink what you're going to do, who you're going to serve. And there's a lot of well-meaning business advice mm -hmm. gurus out there. And they talk about that, you know, yeah. defining who you're talking to, which is all important. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it can happen by, like you said, just starting and seeing who you're attracting, seeing what works. I'm still yeah. doing that to this day. I'm discovering what videos do better yeah, yeah. two and a half years in on YouTube, four years in on blogging. Yeah. You went through a pregnancy and a birth while you were building your blog, which was within this last year. Yes. And I noticed that you didn't stop posting, <laughs> which is something that I feel like most people just don't treat the blog as a business from the start. And so it's totally fine mm -hmm. if you just don't do it for six months. Right. How did you prepare for that? And why was that an important thing to you to yeah. continue doing? Yeah. Well, one of the things that I had learned was that consistency is key to growing. If you want to make something happen, there's always a way to do it. And yeah, so I ended up getting pregnant with this baby like a month and a half after I started the blog. And I have a rough time in the first trimester. I can't eat anything and I'm throwing up and Ugh. it's awful. But <laughs> looking back, I'm not even really sure. It's kind of like a blur how I got through that. But I guess you just take one day at a time and you 
prioritize what's going to make the most important impact for your goals in the long run and you just you have that goal of at this point I was still doing some lessons and repairs and stuff so my goal was one post and video a week and yeah you just kind of put that first and fit everything else around it and you can make it happen. That's inspiring because I feel like that is something that people really struggle with because life events are just going to happen. They are. Yes. And so you have to figure out how you're going to stay consistent mm -hmm. around that. I, I had the same story. I got pregnant with my, I believe it was Micah, the year that I decided I was really going to make this blog a thing. And I was committed at the beginning of that year, January 1st, that I was going to post two blog posts and two videos, I believe yeah. at the time per week, no matter what. And then I got pregnant and I don't have terrible first trimesters, but I definitely nice. don't feel great yeah. at all. So I ended up having my sister guest post some, I put together videos that weren't really that great, yeah. but I proved to myself that no matter what, I'm going to show up for my business, yeah. even though, you know, it's not gonna be my best and it's not going, mm -hmm. going to be me feeling my best. What do you think is the, biggest key to your success because you're already are you on Mediavine now yeah so I am and that was a really exciting goal to reach because it's kind of like one of the more major ways that you get to start making money with your blog yeah it worked out I had kind of set some goals for myself at the beginning of last year of things that I wanted to do and a lot of them seemed kind of unreachable at the time but I had heard that you should just aim high just because you never know what's going to happen and what's possible. And so I did. And so that was one of my goals was to be able to get on Mediavine by the end of last year. And um, I didn't know exactly how I was going to do that. It wasn't clear, like, this is what's going to happen in this month and, like, to build it up. But I just kept going through the things that I knew were building my traffic and things like that. And sure enough, I at the end of December, I was accepted to it. So it was super exciting. Wow. <laughs> at the end of December. Yeah. Perfect. I'm asking you what is your biggest key to success, but I know what it is. It's consistency. It's not perfection. It's that you just kept posting. And I, I feel like it sounds so simple and people maybe don't even believe me, but everyone I've seen who is consistent gets there. It's always the ones who say, oh, you know, I took a three month break and now I'm ready to get back into it. And then I'm like, ah, just never, they never get there. Yeah, and it's funny because it's, I, I have to remind myself of that still because it's like I have these different things on my to-do list that I feel like are big steps that are going to help me get me where I want to be. And then sometimes I lose sight of the fact that the probably the most powerful one is just that making your pieces of content yep, every week. Totally. My sister, same way. I love having such a good example so close to me because she started her blog, I convinced her to. I was like, yeah. you have to do this. This is crazy how much is available on the internet. Like, You can make a significant income. Yeah. And finally yeah. she was like, I'm just gonna do it. And so she she's always been the type that whenever I tell her, you know, like we should try this, she's like on board, all in. And so ever since she started her blog, she's done the same just every week. And she's already making an income with it. And it's nothing more than consistency. Nice. She's you know, I don't feel like any of us have special talents. I'm just a yeah. regular girl and you're just, you know, we yeah. all three are just regular people who show up. Right, I agree. Yeah, it doesn't take anything special. Just, yeah, consistent and 
and having something that you're passionate about so that you keep that consistency is really helpful yeah too, I think people ask me you know how do you stay consistent and I say just set a goal and then if nothing else meet it to prove it to yourself to tell yourself that I'm the kind of person who follows through on my goals what's something you had no idea that went into blogging that you found after starting yours I know you mentioned Pinterest was there anything else that was really the biggest thing I think is just and it seems so funny now because when you're first starting out that's how you get traffic quickly and yeah besides that I think it was just all the work the behind the scenes kind of part because when you look at a blog post it doesn't look like anything extraordinary oftentimes but there's quite a bit of research and everything that goes into making a really good blog post that answers all the questions that somebody might have about something and includes all the right kinds of information and stuff like that so yeah i was a little surprised to to find out just that behind the scenes type stuff of what all goes into making a good blog post. Yeah, I completely agree. I felt the same way and I feel like it's even hard to explain without getting into the blogging world and once you're into that world, then you start to be it in is. groups and you hear about all of these technical terms and it's just it's a constant learning process, but I remember yeah. when I first started, I just told mm -hmm. myself, I'm going to invest this much time per day and if those hours are just me sitting there looking dumb at the computer like the trying to figure something out like <laughs> that counts and i just started chipping away at it because it, it looks right. overwhelming when you start and yes. it's like you're staring at wordpress and you're thinking i'm gonna yes. i'm gonna do this you just if you get if you get just your theme picked out in a couple of hours that first day you might be mm -hmm. moving in the right direction right i know yes and that's the, one of the big things when you're first starting out too, just the overwhelm with everything that you have to learn. And yeah, and it does get easier as you go along. Pretty soon you get systems in place and you don't even really have to think about a lot of the stuff that you do every week. And if you just break it down and learn one thing at a time, that was one of the things that you recommended, which I really appreciated, then it makes it doable. You just work through your list of things that you want to learn and before you know it, you, you're just pumping out this content and getting it where it needs to be and it's really not that intense. It just takes chipping at it a little bit each day and the first couple months, you won't even probably have a blog yeah. post. You're just going to be figuring out the back end and I think right. a lot of people no, don't I even make either. it past that point. I really do. I feel like there is so much opportunity in blogging and I'm trying so hard to convince yeah. people of that but getting past that first step really loses a lot of people right and that's why i think it's so amazing to have people like your blog and your youtube channel where you can see it in action and so that you can see like i can do this too and then you can believe that it's real and that it will happen once you put in the the right work yeah and you know when i started I was hesitant to invest in anything because I was just being really cheap about it. Mm -hmm. And there were some courses available that if I would have taken them, I would have saved so much time, but I didn't. Yeah. And I would have probably been six months ahead on my blogging journey. Yeah, for sure. Because I can just see compared when I had the, the YouTube channel for like six months where I was just doing it on my own. And then um, when I started your course, I learned so much that even applied... Um, just to YouTube even just like the keyword research part of it and different things and so yeah Just seeing that it makes such a huge difference to be able to learn from somebody else who's already been through it and start Doing their systems that they have in place. It saves so much time And then also I know another big key to blogging success 
is to finding people in your niche and collaborating. I know you and Laura, you're blogging friends, right? You and my yeah, sister, Laura. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So that's helpful because you can grow together. You can bounce ideas off each other. I have blogging friends and that's just something that is pretty much, you can't even put a value on it because you're always learning new things. I had a friend just text me this morning, some things about ads. I'll, I'll put it in the group if it's, if I, I'll look through it and see if how relevant it is, but having those kind of things and getting in groups and growing together and sharing each other and introducing each other to, to audiences. That is all crucial too. Yes, I agree. Yeah. And anytime that you can meet people in person, like I went to a, I live in Colorado and I went to a blogging conference in Denver. Um, and that was really, I mean, you you wouldn't really think of it beforehand if you didn't know, but it's a big, really helps you learn and grow just doing that. Cause you have to like learn, okay, what is my blog about? If I'm going to sum it up in a couple words to explain to somebody that kind of thing. And then meeting other people who have ideas that can help you and you can help them. And yeah, super valuable. Yes. I completely agree. I went to a few blogger conferences in the beginning and I go to them. I go to them now too. And now I feel like a lot of the stuff that I learn at some of the basic blogging conferences, I already know, Mm -hmm. but meeting other bloggers and having those conversations over dinner, those are more valuable than the conference itself. Yes. And it's fun to to meet people and talk to them who do what you do. Completely agree. It's worth the investment of time and money. All right. Well, Marissa, again, tell me, tell us where we can find you over at bumblebeeapothecary.com. That's right. Yeah. Um, Instagram, YouTube is important. She creates videos every week. So if you're interested in that natural lifestyle and learning how to make, what are some of your most popular things? Yeah, so I do um, different skincare type of things. I really like grass-fed tallow, and that's been kind of a unique thing that I've focused on that's gotten um, pretty popular, which is really fun. And I do nourishing traditions type recipes, and there's been a lot of interest in the GAPS diet. I have my own personal success story with that, and so I've shared lots of videos about that, helping people get started. So. Oh, that's right. Okay. So yeah, I'll link those in the show notes because Laura and I touched on it in a podcast episode, but then I know a lot of people want more because it's obviously pretty cool to um, experience that kind of healing. So I will link your videos on that. Just thank you so much for taking the time to talk about blogging. I love talking about it. And I feel like a lot of people are just interested in it and how it works behind the scenes and how you grow. And so this talking to someone who's been doing this for a shorter amount of time than me is uh, interesting and inspiring. So thanks. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This was really fun. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Simple Farmhouse Life podcast. Talking about entrepreneurship and business is one of my favorite things to talk about. We are able to not leave our farmhouse. And so I love to share it if that is your dream as well. If you want to start your own blog, check out my free email course. So you can get that at bit.ly slash start a blog from scratch. That's bit.ly forward slash start a blog from scratch. Well, thank you so much for listening and I will see you in the next episode of the Simple Farmhouse Life podcast.